Man, it's a hell of a thing feeling like you're just not enough. Ever felt that way? You're just not enough no matter what you do, what you try to accomplish. Everything is bombarding you with negativity, whether it's your boss, your spouse, life itself just wears you down and you feel alone. You feel unheard. But here's the thing. You're actually in the majority of people and how they feel. And you're thinking, how could that be? And is this going to be a super dark podcast? Well, yes and no, because we have to acknowledge the dark to get to the light. I can't imagine a feeling worse than going day to day, feeling like no matter what you do, it's never enough. But the good news is it's a real simple way to turn this around. And that's what we're going to get into right now. You found the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast, where we talk about all things leadership because leadership isn't just what you do, it's who you are. So we help to make you a better leader, help keep your sanity, and make your team better so you make more money. So every week we talk about a different topic that helps you do all those things. So hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Tell all your colleagues and friends, and let's get a discussion going on how we can grow together as better leaders. You know, the overwhelming majority of people actually feel unaccomplished or not enough. Even people who on the outside look wildly successful, they always feel like they're no matter what they do, it is just not enough to be done. And it's not about whining about your life and woe is me, because a lot of these folks do have a lot of good things going on, but it's about this steady diet that goes into your head. You ever heard the saying, show me your three closest friends, and I'll show you you, meaning who you hang around with is who you tend to be like, because that's really your accountability, your, your accountability partners, who's around you the most, and you're just like that. Well, then I say, show me your mental intake, and I'll show you your mental mindset. And what's mental intake? Well, it's simple. Everything that goes into your head or I should say everything that you allow to go into your head. So let's talk about something I don't know, slightly controversial, or maybe you agree or you don't agree that not everything that happens to you is under your control, but your response to that is under your control. That's easy for a one-off major event, you know, being fired, divorced, you know, having a bad boss, but what about the slow, steady drain? The one that really just like a, like a small drip of negativity over and over and over. I mean, think about being overweight and you want to lose weight. You want to get healthy. You want to exercise, but you didn't get heavier in a week, but yet we always want results in a week or, or sooner. That's not how that works. And you have to make a long-term commitment. I think we could all agree to that. But so many think that's how they'll lose it. But guess what? The mind works the same way. When you're told from every angle, you're not enough. And they might not, nobody's really just looking at you unless they're like totally narcissistic or mean. Saying, you're not enough. But you know what I'm talking about. You, you know that that look, that um, the, the eye roll of disappointment, the, all the signs there that they might as well just come out and say, you're not enough. 
hard to untangle that, especially if you've been telling yourself that um, for quite some time. Notice I didn't talk about failures. I'm not talking about a big one-off loss. That that's something totally different, uh, you know, loss of a loved one or something like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the slow, steady trickle of negativity added to not being where you think you should be. I mean, of course, we inevitably all have to talk about social media and about connectivity and how we're all connected in the world right now. And the question is, is society being run like a high school popularity contest where whoever the popular kids are have the biggest microphones and that's what we think should be happening? How are people changing to try to fit that mold or that everyone has to have an opinion on everything and they need to tell everybody? I mean, of course, you have an opinion on things, but now it's you have to make sure everybody hears what you have to say. And then you think about the response or opinion better be funnier or a better burn to one up the opposing side. So how many people are changing how they deal with people and how they think, not because they're really trying to put a, you know, a good point forward, but because they're trying to be, be cooler or be better than the other person. Even successful things get torn down or they try to. I mean, here it is right now, late spring 2023. So if you're listening to this in the future, this is what I'm talking about. And right here in Nashville, Taylor Swift is having multiple shows at Nissan Stadium. Now, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan per se. I'm a 70s and 80s rock guy and a 80s, early 90s country guy, right? So I don't have, you know, I'm not a, I'm a, a Taylor Swift fan, but she just filled the stadium. She's having more than one concert, just one of them, 70,000 people in one of them. But yet you go online and listen to things and there's there's people there tearing her down or saying negative things. It's like, no, she's a success story. You can't. Look at that just because you don't like her and say, oh, well, this is garbage or whatever. It's right there in front of you, but yet it's being torn down. And so think about you're not Taylor Swift. You don't have 70,000 fans coming, just day-to-day -day stuff and how easy it is to want to tear other people down. And what all this stems from is three controlling pressures. There's three types of controlling pressures in your life that is shaping your mindset and what you're thinking, how you're thinking it, why you're thinking it. And you have to identify these. So number one is the outside pressure, meaning the outside world. Like I was just saying, what's on social media? What's popular? What are those things? Cable news, any kind of information you're getting from outside of your inner circle and trying to tell you how you should think or what you should do, because this is what all the popular people are doing and the most people are doing. And if you don't, you're going to be made fun of or ostracized or whatever. So all those outside pressures that you want to try to show up somehow, some way, like you're, you're part of the cool people and all of that. But number two is inside pressures. So this is your inner circle. This could even be your spouse, your partner, your parents, people closest to you could actually be the ones that are, are shutting you down. I, I have no doubt several of you listening right now can point to something your parents did or said or talked about that made you feel like it, winning wasn't enough or doing this one thing versus that thing that they felt didn't have value. So they put you down. 
and that affected you or a spouse or a partner. And, you know, these people that are in your inner circle have been in your inner circle for quite some time. So there's this real, real easy, um, you know, you just get used to being around people and you don't really think about like when you think about when you first meet somebody and it's all about impressing them and showing the best version of you or like your first week on the job, same kind of thing. But then years down the road, you're a little bit more jaded, a little more honest and all of that. And you're not really trying to be positive and, and you kind of take things for granted. That could be one of your driving things is your, your inside pressure. But number three, and this is the most dangerous, most damaging, this is called the internal pressure because it's basically all in your head. It's your thoughts. And the problem with that is there's no pushback. There's no debate. There's no seeing things from another perspective when you're thinking what you're thinking. So like if I'm having coffee with somebody and I'm talking out loud, well, there's going to be a different perspective coming back to me, right? But if it's just in my head, it's just what I'm thinking about, you just tend to do that. And thoughts become behaviors and behaviors become habits. And before you know it, the things that you were trying to do or think you think you can work on aren't happening in the right way because just simply how you're thinking about them. So think about Henry Ford, the founder of Ford Motor Company, uh, summed it up best in this one quote, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. I mean, think about that. Whatever you're thinking, you're not wrong because that's exactly what's going to happen is your thoughts become behaviors and then your behaviors become your habits. So the key here is what you think, but that starts with what you believe or allowed yourself to be conditioned to. And I know that's a hard one to accept because you're saying, well, things happen to me or the people I hang out with say certain things or I have expectations of what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I'm a, uh, I'm a father, I'm a mother, I, I have to support the family. I can't go off and do my own thing or whatever. Or, or as a kid growing up, you had to have a certain, certain grade point average and accomplish certain things and all that. I, I get all that. So when, but when I say what you allowed yourself to be conditioned to, yeah, it happened to you. But what is your response to that? And it made me think of uh, Ken Blanchard, a, a legendary thought leader. He, he had this take on the news, about the news. Like, why are certain stories on the news? And simply because they aren't the normal thing. It was an exception. You think about a horrific car accident. And they report on it and talk about it and all of that. But that's why it's on the news. They didn't talk about the tens of thousands of people in your city that made it home safe and sound and nothing happened to them because there's no story there. But here's the problem. You think about cable news on 24-7. And if you really think about it, you know, the, the, the cable news bobblehead shows every night. It doesn't matter. You know, pick your channel. They're all slanted one way or another. It's not about that. But you think about what's really in the news. Like if I had to just read the news, I probably could be done every single day in two hours or less. But yet it's 24 hours of coverage. It's repeat over and over and over. And a lot of people between that, between what's on social media from that and all, all of those things, you have this nonstop barrage of bad stuff. 
So of course we think the world's a horrible place now. It's everywhere. Even on TikTok, if you're a TikTok scroller, you know this, some incident happens, there's almost live video in some cases immediately. And you just scroll through and it just shows up in your feed. You don't even have to go look for it. Or think about on Facebook, you, you're scrolling, right? And, you know, most of it's your friends and family, but, you know, you see some article or something and you find it interesting. You only want to read it once, but for some reason, Facebook thinks you need to see it 10 more times in 10 different versions as you continue to scroll through, which is not what you asked for. But all of these media outlets constantly conditioning your thinking into, oh my gosh, the world is just horrible. But you know, my question would be, is the world really a worse place or do we just really know about it right now more? We know everything all the time and it's nonstop. I mean, surely before there was any kind of coverage, you think people who were bad people and couldn't be seen or heard would probably do more nasty stuff knowing nobody would know. But we have this constant barrage of that. And that's the thing, though, and I know I'm using news as an example, but all the negative things that you have a steady diet of, all of that is is conditioning you and driving you. We've never been so socially connected or think we need to be. And that affects everything you do. I mean, nobody just wakes up one day not feeling enough. It didn't. You couldn't tell me if you are feeling this way, which is I know the majority of us, uh, maybe it's time to time, maybe it's all the time. But feeling not enough, you can't tell me the minute that happened. You mean you can tell me the minute something bad happened, but just that overall controlling thought of you're not enough, you can't pinpoint that. It's it's a steady thing over time that happened, and now it just became part of your conditioning. And as we try to translate or, or transition this conversation into changing your perspective on you, I need you to acknowledge something. One, you're not alone. You are not. You think if, if you got to the point where you really feel like you're not enough, you feel like no matter what I try doesn't work, you are actually in the majority. Most people think this way. And nobody ever talks about it or previous generations are like, oh, who's your quit your whining, walk it off, take a lap. We didn't talk about this, but a lot of previous generations have more damaged mental trauma because things never got dealt with that it didn't happen. So like, think about this Robin Williams quote, every person you meet is battling something you don't know anything about. Be kind always. I mean, that is so true. You don't have any idea. You think about what you're going through and then the face you put on when you, you're out somewhere, you're at work, that nobody really knows what you're dealing with. And if you are in the majority of people that feel like you're not enough, you think you're the only one that struggles or you're the only one that loses. No one else would get it. Or you just start thinking, what's the use? Like your specific reason of why you feel this way, maybe they can't relate to, but the fact that you're doing it is extremely relatable to a lot of people. If, if you could sit in a room with a random group of people and really get them to be honest and open up, 
they all could give you examples of this, of why this happens. Because this is the sticking point right here, because of, of the wanting to transition from feeling this way to doing some things to get you to move forward, to not feel this way, because it's easy. I mean, let me say that again. People who stay in this mode, stay in it predominantly because it's easy. They can, they can very well in their head think, okay, I know this isn't healthy or this isn't getting me where I want to go and all of that. But when it really comes time to make a change, people are super hesitant because it's easy. It's comfortable. I get to be a victim. I get to not have any expectations to grow. There's no pressure to win. Or the perfect excuse, it's just expected. Everybody around me knows I'm not a performer or I'm not happy. I mean, things aren't happening. So I don't, I don't have to do anything. That's the expectation. And then you feed on failure. You literally feed on it. Because that's what you're expecting and that's what you think is expected of you. So you just kind of stay at that point. But the point of change is actually super simple. Yeah, I said simple. And a lot of you listening may say, based on what I'm going through, long term, could be bad relationships, bad marriage, toxic workplace, but I really can't get out. I can't transition out of where I'm at and make the same kind of money or whatever you think that roadblock is, or you can't even envision getting divorced, even though you know in your heart you should be, which is a hard thing to admit, hard thing to say, hard thing to go through. And I'm not advocating for divorce. I'm just saying, what are the things holding you back that you're not willing to fix and deal with? And so I just say how hard it is, but yet I say how simple it is because if you fix certain things, very easy things, it is simple because everything in your life boils down to daily behaviors and decisions. And no, I don't care what your circumstances are. And what I mean by I don't care doesn't mean like I don't care, but pick your circumstance. It doesn't matter it still boils down to daily behaviors and decisions that people choose to do. I don't care if you're talking about a person, a family, a company, any group of people where behavior is not what it should be and things aren't positive, things aren't happening. Those are all done daily behaviors and decisions. That's what we wanted to do and we did it. You can come up with a zillion reasons why. I, I'm even like crime ridden cities, large cities. The people that live in those areas where that goes on is allowed to happen because that's what they want to happen. And I know you might be saying, how could you say that? But if you really, it, it takes literally no effort to be nice to people, to be nice to your neighbor. None. But people choose to make those decisions. So if you're feeling like you're not enough, you're not, you know, it, 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 you're not in a bubble. You're not by yourself. What the problem is, is you're on the wrong hamster wheel. And that is your decision. Everything in life, you're going to have to work and earn everything you do. And you're going to be on some kind of hamster wheel.
and running. The hamster wheel you're on now is one where you don't think you have to perform, don't have to do anything, don't want to do anything. You feel like what's the use and all of that. And you don't have to make this decision. You don't have to be, you don't have the right to be upset if you don't want to switch hamster wheels. You don't have the right to be upset if you're not going to make any change. What you must do is acknowledge and commit to changing those three controlling pressures I mentioned earlier. And yes, it really is that simple when you acknowledge what's literally sucking the life out of you and change your daily behaviors and decisions accordingly. You've already fixed the hardest part in all of this. If you're at this stage where you're really wanting to just hear the next two, three minutes, and that's your belief. It really boils down to that one word when it comes to these controlling pressures, what is your belief system in that? So when you think about the, the first one, outside pressure, what externally are you allowing in, whether it's the media, a boss, uh, a neighbor, uh, whatever, whatever is outside of your inner circle that you are allowing in, that's going to control your mindset. And what do you do with that information? How do you deal with stuff listening to whatever it is you want to know or whatever news story is or whatever they're telling you you should think about and support or protest or whatever? All of those outside pressures are controlled by you, not by them. And in the second pressure, the inside pressure. Now, this one is where it gets tough because your inner circle we're talking about your close friends, your spouse, your, your parents, your, that, that, that best friend that every time you come up with an idea, puts it down or you, you know, the picture. I mean, everybody knows if it isn't you, somebody who's in a bad relationship with somebody that really tears them down. And it's like, it's how are you in such a good relationship or, or a deep one, allegedly, when there's no support there, where there's no kindness, there's no help, there's no, you know, all of those things where they all just expect things to go wrong. And this is one of the hardest things to change, to turn off or ignore or acknowledge and tell someone, hey, this is what I need and I'm not getting it from you and I have to have it or I can't really survive. And I can't thrive for sure. I can't do better if I don't get this. But you have to acknowledge that. And this is where most people stop. Because they don't want to fight. They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to get a new set of friends. They don't want to, so, you know, I, I've, I've known a couple people get divorced. It's not fun. People afraid to leave their jobs because they're comfortable where they're at. You know, that old saying is your weekly paycheck is the amount of money they pay you to forget about your dreams. Well, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Um, or things I've talked about in the past where you want to change your life, change your zip code. Doesn't have to mean you you literally have to move, but you think about where you live and who lives in there. And if that's not helping you, if that's what's dragging you down, can you change that? Are you willing to change that? Doesn't mean you got to leave that person. 
but it certainly means you got to set up some boundaries. It certainly means you've got to get some of the things out of them. And you know what, if that's going on, they're probably not getting the same things out of you. They need either. It's probably some vicious cycle of toxicity that you don't even really notice. It's just the way things are. It's just the way the day goes. But that internal pressure is a really hard one to deal with just because the people around there are so close. Because what's in your head comes from those first two, from the outside pressure, inside pressure. And then that becomes your internal pressure of what you think, what you really believe about yourself. When you're looking in the mirror and nobody's around, what are you believing? And that's the thing. You simply change your belief system. You commit to that. Because you can read, you can write, you can do things, you can learn, right? So you can do the things you want to do. What's stopping you is your belief system. And when you start to examine these three different um, controlling pressures and how you think about them and how you respond to them, it really becomes crystal clear on what you need to do. And then it's just a matter of, do you got the, the nerve to do it? Do you have the commitment to do it? So you think about things I've talked about in the past too, like, like why everybody needs five dogs, five disciplines of growth success. When you think about what is your ability physically to do something, your strength, what about your conditioning? How long can you do it? What about your technique? What are you learning to do better? And then you talk about your mindset, which is what we're talking about here. How do you strengthen that? And then the fifth dog is community. How do you show up in your communities? How do you interact? How do you help others? All of those things. Because if you right now are feeling like you're not enough and you, you think, oh, I just kind of glossed over that and said, oh, hey, just change your belief system. I'm telling you, it is really that simple of a concept. The hard part's doing it. But you're not alone. You're in the majority, but only you can decide. Only you are to blame. It's both. You, by doing nothing, by doing, staying the same, you've made your decision. You've settled. And that's okay if that's what you want to do, but you can't complain about it later. You can't blame the world. You can't blame your neighbor. It's really up to you. And the world is a better place when you're in it. And it's a much better place when you show up the way you should when you're in it. So what did we learn today? How did you grow just a little bit? Or more importantly, how can you help someone else grow? That's the whole point of Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, hit that subscribe button. Tell all your colleagues and friends and neighbors all about the show. Give us comments, feedback, things like that. We will grow together and we will see you next week on the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast.